The curtain go like it's not just a sudden cut to me. It's not a fan out. We even get a, like a zoom in here. Like this is living the life. Holy cow! Hey guys, welcome to Grim After Dark. My name is John. This is your weekly rundown where we hit the high points of the last week in the Warhammer community with the best players. Uh, today, play on tabletops. Resident Elven expert and Tanya Gates chess chopper uh, JT McDowell joins us in the return of our Iron General segment. As he and Danny battle it out with three army lists, each from the new Codex Eldari, uh, fit for any playstyle. Uh, let me just say, both of these guys, very, very excited about this book. Holy cow, uh, it's insane. Uh, but first, my co-host today needs some introduction. He's the terror of the mid-tables. Uh, it's Danny McDivitt. Danny, uh, you are, like I said, very excited about Codex Eldari. Yeah. Um, as can be seen in this recent picture, we used to advertise the show this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you love uh, <laughs> you love it so much. Spoilers uh, that you're going to kill anyone if they try and take it away. That's uh, right. Some, some mixed reaction uh, from this, but Danny, I know Mob Rules. We dropped a three-hour deep dive into the Aldari Codex this week, um, but in a fraction of that time, uh, what has got you so excited about Codex Eldari? Well, if you don't want to listen to Codex Eldari, the audiobook, um, you know, like. <laughs> short and sweet um i think that it's like it's definitely playable now <laughs> i mean it, not that craft worlds wasn't like was unplayable but it definitely was not competitive and i think it's competitive now so i'm pretty excited that they're also they're not like out of the gate probably broken like custodes and tower so you know hey yeah uh, my favorite sorry on you yeah yeah no no, no no that's it i'm done I was going to say, my favorite part was the meme-tastic uh, spamming of the terrible but hilarious Eldritch Storm combo we made up there, Danny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Danny, of course, marked safe from Eldritch Storm today. But, Danny, what was this awful combo we came up with? Um, in a in a fantastic world where we don't have to rely on dice, uh, how does it work? All right, so here's the combination, guys. And write this down because you're going to be seeing it on top tables near you sometime soon. It's going so to work you- once. I yeah, it's, love it. no, it's not going to work even one time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so you take three regular Farseers and three Farseer Skyrunners and Eldrad, and uh, you use the Eldritch Storm <laughs> stratagem. So that's seven Farseers that can all do the psychic action to uh, to increase the number of mortal wounds done by uh, by Eldritch Storm. So you could potentially get D three plus seven mortal wounds <laughs> on uh, anything that within... remains within six inches of the doom area yeah which is fantastic now it does cost uh at least what you would say three <laughs> three detachments um a bottle yeah. of command points yeah. uh all of your psychic powers yep um and points of psychers don't forget that 800 part. points really of psychers uh, but you one time you pull it off and and really cripple some units hilarious you're gonna lose the rest Ruined. of the game but It'll be really good. Um, and Tamadoshi, thank you. You can only use one fate dice per psychic power. Um, absolutely right. Uh, but anyway, that's you're not going to see it on top tables. We just thought it was fun to do up to 10 mortal wounds to every unit in a six-inch area. John, agree to disagree. Um, 
you can also there's other there's other strats and things where you can slow people down as well so like yeah. even though it's like a fancy orbital bombardment you can make them stay and really yeah. make that apothecary pay uh for right. existing i mean he only take mortal wounds on like a four but like if you do if you roll that four he's probably dead yeah, <laughs> what's better in top-tier competitive Warhammer than a 50-50 shot yeah. of a thousand-point investment doing wounds to a single John, character who costs it. less than 100 points? You love to see it. It's going to happen. Um, Space Marine players, though, feeling left out, have started to convert their way out of the power imbalance um, by kit-bashing this, uh, which is, I can only assume is a compensator-class grab tank. Um this person here, Robert Davey, oh, what a champ. We have this picture, which is the repulsor covered in guns, uh, covered in armaments. This insane man ha has bought everything necessary to make this conversion, um, which at this point, I'd be willing to let him feel. Uh, fueled by alcohol and an unlimited budget, the sheer Americanness of this conversion has me tracking his progress with fear and awe. Uh, Danny, what kind of rules would you throw on that compensator uh, tank? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, John. It's garbage. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Great. We used our one before we even came up to the janky combos that you guys yeah. came up with. That's Serves what I did. Me, I right. did it, John. I used it up. Hey, um, guys, Chaos Space Marines are finally getting what everyone has been clamoring for. Uh, no, not another wound, but a kill team box uh, with some great little <laughs> upgrades. Um some of these are great. The guy on the bottom left screen here um, looks like he's uncomfortably smiling for a family photo. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of like possessed kits and everything um, uh, that you're going to be able to make out of these things. Daddy, what are your thoughts on this uh, upgrade sprue being released? John, I think the models look great. I'm pretty excited for Chaos Marine players. I think this, if, uh, if some of those young rumors are true and... Uh, you're looking at some Legionnaire squads that are like the equivalent of kind of some veteran space Marines. I'm excited about it. I think that looks really cool. Yeah. Or as Chaos players would like to respond by saying, still doesn't make up for the fact that they've been fighting for 10,000 years and still die too easily. Uh, as, I mean, follow-up question. I just thought of this on the fly, Danny. This is this is how we're rolling right now. Okay. What will Chaos players whine about when Chaos space Marines are two wounds? Great question, John. Uh, I Thank have the you. answer for that, actually. In a recent poll, Chaos Space Marine players would complain that they don't have a third wound. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, and then thank you, Chad Jolikens out there saying uh, the bottom left is Kelsey Grammer. Uh, and I'm always Dude, yeah, I'm all about that. Kelsey Grammer reference. That guy, took, that guy took a trip on the money plane, John. He did. He did. Yeah. You ever, whoever wanted to say, no, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the inaugural Cherokee Open happened this weekend, with the top eight being summarized in these two images. Uh, first, the Custodes, uh, with this wonderful SpongeBob meme of an Empress chosen list with Trajan Valoris, uh, being a very <laughs> daring choice. Uh, True. Those. And then, of course, the smug aura of a Tau Tau finale. Um, mocking the competitive <laughs> your existence. Uh, and Jack Harpster, of course, starting the 2022 season off to a shocking start of, a, of an Art of War win uh, at a major event. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have I to know, say, can I talk about his list for a minute? Uh, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I did get in trouble for using sarcasm before, but wow, an Art of War sure. podium. No, no, no. I it. mean, like, what a garbage list. Like, come on, guys. Like... <laughs> The fact that it's clearly a loophole that you can take an ethereal and a far side enclaves like aligned world is bullshit. 
Like, I get that you're playing for like that you're playing for the win, and like it's important to bring the best list that you can. But God, that's such that's so garbage. <laughs> Tenny coming out hot. Uh, by saying the first winner of the the first event of the 2022 season is a garbage person doing garbage things, mm -hmm. I think is what we can summarize from that. Um, uh, so, Danny, do you expect kind of another dominant year from the Art of War guys, um, or do you think Siegler is going to try and win the entire ITC with only like four or five events this year? Yeah, he's going to try and take a one game, a one event handicap, to try and win <laughs> on five 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 events. <laughs> No, but for real. Yeah, I mean, of course, like I think for ITC, like especially when most of the events are US centric, um, these guys play more than any any other group of people like they have the time. So they get the reps in and everything else. And so because they're playing, you know, professionally, right? Like these are the guys, these are going to be the guys that will win events. That's kind yeah. of, I mean, that's kind of the way it's going to be like, unless you have unless you're exceptional and, and you can put in the time and the reps to play as many games as these guys do. And these aren't just like bad rep, like bad quality reps. Like they're super high quality. Like they're, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really tough to beat these guys in, in events uh, in the future. So. Yeah. And here we go. And then um, Beard AK is asking in chat is Seth. Um, I'm assuming he's uh, referring to Seth Oster um co-host uh and lab way of signals from the front line uh if he's going to be jumping to eldari now uh, no. but i think he's already coward jumped to tau right yeah yep for sure like, also an, ab an absolute coward yeah i mean Man, there's I, no i don't have to add anything to that at all john you're just you're just right no. he's a coward and, and here's and, the thing uh, he's jumped to tower already we've jokingly ragged on seth for about 20 weeks in a row now um, and now, thank you, chat, for jumping in and then ragging on too by saying Seth will dig up hey, a twenty-year-old yeah. photo of him playing Elder as an excuse of why he's playing. Oh yeah, right now. hey, sorry, sorry, what's yeah, up? Sorry, sorry. Hey, yeah, uh, what's up, bud? I, I don't want to be a downer, guys, but uh, I'm almost positive we're not allowed to use Seth's name. And uh, oh no, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Seth Oster, Seth Moister. Yeah, you have, <laughs> to, you have to change his name. Remember, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm out of here. Um, Thank you. Uh, no, you know, and like, first of all, I'd now. also like to say that I definitely have not also started a Tau army like in this interim. <laughs> so my shit talking is absolutely meaningless. And uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, to be fair, GW did send you like the start of a Tau army to review. So it would be rude not to use them in that way. <laughs> my review is ongoing, John. It'll be the next <laughs> six months or so. <laughs> oh man yeah chad if you have a better name uh to call the person we can't mention let us know and we'll we'll adopt it um hey daddy last week's episode was a laid-back seinfeld-esque show about nothing uh um, boy did bots love the unicorn uh with this yeah. comment coming in saying i love how his voice is freaking deep but his personality is a whole different level from sounding mean and a rube to actually being sweet and nice Crying face emoji, praying emoji, Yasmina gaming, crying face emoji, shush face, shush face, crying face emoji, crying face emoji, crying face emoji, crying face emoji. I thought it was very important to read that in its uh, entirety because it wasn't uh, automatically generated. Uh, to which your wonderful producer got to reply with, wait, the unicorn? You're talking about the unicorn. Uh, <laughs> Danny, uh, was he was this person here referring to to myself, you, or, or Rainbow Sparkles, our, our magical guest producer? I mean, clearly, I'm a font of positivity and really cute 
and of a deep voice. So all of those things kind of add up to uh, to one un, uh, inevitable conclusion. Um, I I am the one that got all the crying face emojis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who got all the shush emojis. Like, and, please stop talking. And John, for once, it's not at a children's party, so I'm really happy about that. <laughs> Hey, thank you, chap, for that uh, nickname <laughs> suggestion of Bandwagoner the Mad Ethereal, uh, which is quality. Love that there. It's perfect. Uh, so, guys, today we have a very special episode. Danny's going to introduce our guest in just a little second here. Uh, we're going to go over our format of what we like to call an Iron General competition. So, we have Danny, as a resident jack of all trades, going up against uh, our guest here to create three unique uh, army lists with a theme. So our theme this week, obviously, with the brand new Codex Eldari is going to be Codex Eldari. So we tasked our guest and Danny for making uh, one Ulthway uh, list, one Simhan list, and one Custom Craft World list using the new Codex 2000.ITC mission style. Um, and that was the only limitations. It had to be from those Craft Worlds for each one. So we're going to see what list came out of this. And like I said, we're going to have six really good lists that are all a little bit different uh, and then we're also going to see what's kind of shared between all of them. So I think there's going to be probably three or four units that are common between all of them. But we're excited to see what's coming on here. And guys, we have visuals for it this time. Last time we didn't, but this time we prepared for like five minutes. So welcome, we, we have something. Like, I dusted off all of my PowerPoint skills here. Um, it took me a good 30 minutes, no, 15 minutes to make these slides. And so... Uh, like, please enjoy them. Um, don't like, don't heap on the praise too much. Like my head can't take it. Yes. And then, uh, Tom Chase. Yes. Uh, the ITC uses mainly the missions from the ninth edition, not the rule book, uh, but the Nashman tournament packet. So it follows along with whatever the latest GT pack is, which right now Nashman, uh, Danny, I've talked far too much. Uh, over to you. Great. Um, so tonight, um, we're pleased to welcome. Uh, play on tabletops, resident pointy-eared, and probably the most cuddly elf player you'll ever meet in your entire life. Um, we have JT McDowell on with us tonight. Welcome, JT. Hey, guys. How you doing? Sorry, just looking at my phone, bringing up my lists. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of coming down a little bit off the Eldar buzz from this afternoon, but I'm raising it back up again. I'm coming to you live from the 70s style bedroom because that's how old my Eldar are. Um, I kid you not, I have actual lead Eldar models. So, yeah, <clears throat> I'm excited about this. It's going to be fantastic. I, what a book. So oh, my goodness. If he doesn't beat you in the battlefield, he's going to give you lead poisoning from touching his miniatures. It's just perfect. It's entirely possible. Yeah. You love to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, lots of love for absolutely. the drapes in the chat by the way uh, lots of love <laughs> oh the wood paneling the the fake wood paneling is awesome as well that's just the best <laughs> what's really funny is like if the wind blows too long it's just a big picture behind you so it falls down and it's actually like a, a factory behind you <laughs> basically yeah yeah <laughs> But Danny, explain the concept a little bit. Why don't you get us taken away uh, with our with our thangs? Um, uh, so uh, we are uh, first. We're gonna do. We're gonna look at the Ultway list, then the Simhan lists, and then we're gonna look at the custom craft. Custom craft world list is Danny's uh, mic drops in and out a little bit there. Um. 
anyway, uh, so uh, hopefully that hopefully that helps. Um, I had to jam it back in there uh, pretty hard. Make sure that that, that fit. It was a tight fit, but it came out a little bit. So just got to put it in there, and you leave it in there. You don't take it out. Just stick it in there and leave it in there. All right. So it's, so, been, used, it's been used a little too much, and it's a bit loose. So you got to get yeah, a new cord. Sorry, I'm using my. I use my mic all the time, so you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so shows. I wrote this. So it's uh, some list we wrote. A journey into the unknown um, is the title of my of my slideshow that I made. Um, That's so right, yeah, guys. We got PowerPoint now. Yeah. Uh, so first, we have JT's Oathway list. Um, so JT, why don't you uh, why don't you walk us through? Uh, your Oathway list. Why don't you talk about the choices you made and why maybe you made some of those choices? I've I've always been a, a big, big fan of Oathway as a craft world. Um, Oathway and Same Hand actually are probably my two favorites. I love oh, the perfect. bike aspect of Same Hand. So mm -hmm. super, super fun. Um, but this list that I, I've come up with um, is not as broken as some as I could have made it, um, but it revolves around three Farseers simply because Eldred and farseer skyrunner as well as a farseer are are just absolutely so cool with the new uh fate dice mechanic um the ability to manipulate things and and i think that's really really going to be a big big part of the way eldar play maybe not as much as some people might think but it it's the ability to manipulate the game state anytime you can get an advantage from that i think is huge and that's what the the three farseers do in there I've also gone with a 20 warrior blob guardians because I just love the concept of 20 guardians jumping out of a webway portal. Cause I put that in there too. Um, and shooting <laughs> from 18 inches away, 40 shots with black guardians hitting on ones, rerolling ones or rerolling ones and all that plus one to hit and rerolling ones. I mean, it's just gross. Um, and then a couple fire prisms because well, why wouldn't you want link fire? I mean, that's just really cool. So, guys, um, what do you think? Is, there's, a, there's a little bit of jank that goes into those two fire prisms, right? So it's kind of oh yeah, the fire prism jank. I almost forgot. <laughs> so um, <laughs> both of them have vectored engines and and a crystal targeting matrix. So crystal targeting matrix is really cool. Ten points, and it lets you ignore any to hit modifiers, which is kind of big with the amount of minus ones, and dense cover, and everything else floating out around there. But what's even cooler is vectored engines. So in your command phase, before your turn, you issue the command to one of your tanks with vectored engines. Once per game, it gets battle focus, which means instead of having to fire and fade your prisms to link fire them, you move one, you shoot from it, and then you move it back into cover with the battle focus ability of the Eldar. Um, it's some serious jank for 10 points. But I think it's going to see a lot of play for those who like the fire prisms. Um, I really love them. I think they're a cool model. And it's going to drive people absolutely crazy with the fact that for two command points, I'm hitting you with four super duper killer shots or a crap ton of, of, of scatter shots that are just going to wreck absolutely anything they target. So it's a really solid backline uh, type unit. The E-cannons are incredibly good. Um, ignoring line of sight. I mean, these are high strength support weapons that can sit in the middle of the board or, th or a quarter way up the board and just bomb the heck out of your opponent. Um, and of course, Althway gets the six up invulnerable save um, across everything, which is really, really cool as well. And then Shroud Runners, because I think the models are really neat and you do need something to be able to run forward 
and grab objectives early. There's also two squads of Rangers in there to do the same thing, both with the Gloomfield and Wireweave, which, you know, it might, it, it is extra points for those, but the ability to always count as, as in cover outside of 12 and your ability to, to stop somebody from charging you is really strong if you're in a mid objective and if somebody's and trying to get there on that first turn charge. Just to be clear, JT, that is illegal. You can only have one of those per five guys. You can only have one? Oh, well, that's crap. Okay, then one gets one, one gets the other, and they both go on the same side of the table. How's <laughs> cool. that? That Perfect. works too, right? You so it's like, which points. one are you charging? Oh, yeah. Exactly, right? Um, and then Warp Spiders with Web of Deceit for the uh, Exarch power. I think it's probably my favorite one. It allows you to, after you shoot, basically pick them up and move them, and you can mm -hmm. re redeploy them like a deep strike which is really, really powerful to shoot something in your opponent's table and then run back to your own quarter or vice versa, right? They're there in your back quarter. You shoot something that's threatening your home objective and now suddenly on the other side of the table. Um, Storm Guardians in a patrol with Janesar and 10 Banshees with Graceful Avoidance to give them the four of involvement combat. But that is my hardcore objective flipper. Um, the fact that Phoenix Lords give their Aspect Warriors objective secured is really, really powerful. When you add that with the Banshee's ability to ignore Overwatch and to basically shut down your whatever you're charging and the sheer number of attacks they have, plus you've got Janesar, you will constantly flip objectives when you need to. And that's, as we've seen in the Nachman missions, you need OBSEC and you need to hold objectives and you need to be able to flip them. And the Banshees are strong enough and powerful enough that they're able to do that. Um, and of course, the Webway Gate's in there, which is probably, it's already set the internet on fire um for it's i think it's like 80 points or something ridiculous yeah you could basically park it in the middle of the table and walk stuff out of it so if you could imagine oh i'm safe from the banshees actually no you're not here they come or here come the 20 warriors that are the 20 guardians that are going to shoot you 40 times because you know uh, i'm in the middle of the table and you sorry oath a moment what <laughs> good night i think it's absolutely ridiculous and a ton of fun is it super optimal maybe not is it really fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I came up with for Elfway. Yeah. Danny, what are your thoughts on this list here that JT came up with? Well, first of all, I'd like to put the caveat on this that, like, these aren't, like, cutting-edge competitive lists. Like, none of these are, right? So I think it's important to remember that, um, especially since, like, we haven't... Uh, we haven't seen what the meta is for this kind of stuff yet and kind of what things are going to be the best choices. So we're kind of making some educated guesses on things that we think are going to be good. Um, and actually, there's a lot of similarities between JT's list and mine. Um, I do like that JT refers to all of his Farseers as Fartseers um, in both this <laughs> list and the other one um, instead of Farseers. So you got to love that. Stupid uh, correct. <laughs> hey, uh, wait, thank sorry. you so much. It autocorrects so you to Fartseer? <laughs> It does. <laughs> okay. That's the thing where we don't ask the question, but uh, thanks to Chad for pointing out that currently webway gates are going for over $200 on eBay. Holy smokes. So uh, after this, <laughs> I'm going to go down to my crawl space and pull out a webway gate. Um, but anyway. Whoa. Crazy. Danny, wow. do you have any shard seers or is it purely fart seers for you as well? No, no. Actually, <laughs> I only took the one far seer, the one to rule them all, uh, Eldrad. So first of all, I'm like an Althway fanboy. Like it's my, my, that's how my Eldar are painted. I like this. I like them the most. Um, so, um, I chose, uh, some different choices, but some of the same ones, like we both have decans. We both have Eldrad. We both have some Rangers. Uh, we both have a big squad of guardians. Um, uh, but I went a little bit, a little bit different with mine. Um, 
So I have uh, I have Eldrad, I have Baharoth, which I think is by far the best Phoenix Lord, probably my favorite model in the entire book. Um, he's really cool. Um, uh, I've got a Spirit Steer with the Weeping Stones. So these let you uh, retain an extra, is it roll an extra dice or retain an extra dice? I don't remember. It's one of those things. Um, so, cause I get to roll, I get, well, the, the Oath of the Warlord trait lets you roll an extra dice, I think. And then the, the other one lets, uh, the uh, Weeping Stones lets you retain an extra one. So I get to roll seven dice and keep five for my fake dice, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, then I've got, uh, uh, two Wraith Lords with double shuriken cannon and ghost slaves. I think these guys are just a really good choice in general. Uh, very solid. Uh, they, they fight well, they shoot pretty well. Um, they're, they're medium tough. And with the spirits here with the, with the, uh, weeping stones, uh, uh, they get to reroll once to wound around them, which is pretty nice. Plus you get to reroll one of the two wound rolls with Ulthway as well. I've got, uh, five warlocks with the seer council upgrade, um, which I think is a pretty fun upgrade. Um, it's one command point that gives your them bodyguard and also farseers run them plus one to cast, um, uh, which is nice for Eldred. Um, and then I've got 20 guardian defenders, uh, which I'll probably just put in the webway. So they'll deep strike in. And I figured like they can come in, they can one guy can stand next to the objective and get the whole squad reroll ones. Um, I've also got uh, I've also got a lot of swooping hawks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got uh, two units of five swooping hawks and one unit of six. Um, so the reason I went so heavy on the swooping hawks here is because uh, like they're obsec around Baharoth. They're really good at like doing actions and getting objectives, but they also shoot pretty well. Each squad fires twenty shots. The auto wound on sixes to hit, um, which is definitely pretty nice. Um, and then I've got, uh, three shadow weavers, three D cannons and a night spinner. So this gives me some great indirect and just like JT's list, uh, the, uh, weapon platforms, the support platforms, they have the guardian keyword. So in Oathway, you can spend one command point and give them plus one to hit. So they hit on twos, uh, which is pretty spicy. Um, I'm trying to decide if I like the night spinner more than three shadow weavers. I think there's some, some, some good things and some bad things about choosing between choosing the two of those. Um, it just depends on kind of what your what your what your goal is, and I'm kind of trying to figure out what the best option is there. And there's literally a five point difference between those two units, and they're very similar roles, so it just depends. Um, but yeah, this list is capable of doing some cool stuff. You can give Eldred plus four to cast on his first power and plus three to cast on three other powers potentially. Um, so with rerolls on your psychic test, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a shooty list with a, just a little bit of counterattack and some melee, not much though. Um, yeah, JT. Yeah. So, so going to say similar tiers in some ways, and then way different in others. Very similar. Yeah. Well, what, what's your take on Danny's list there, and kind of the changes he made um, compared to yours? I actually, uh, I'm on the same boat as Danny when it comes to the the Night Spinner, um, because it's so close um, between the the cannons and the Night Spinner that uh, um, I find that uh, it's almost. Uh, see how it works i really like that i i do i didn't have access to all all the relics and stuff because i didn't actually have access to all the book stuff yet because of course it's not out yet so i've been perusing with leaks however um i think it's the shrift shroud of alton's seer i think is one of the relics that a, uh, an Althway farseer can take um which gives you um I, if i remember right it's something about cannot deny if you cast on a nine or higher um which is yeah it's the really, ghost helm. really the ghost powerful helm is what that is the ghost yeah. helm that's what yeah. it is yeah that's not the shrift shroud the ghost helm of whatever it is yeah so you, i think that's actually one of the relics that if you're going to run a lot of farseers i think it's a good idea to have it sure. uh, simply because you can jack up that farseer make sure the power goes off you've got fate dice you've got all the other mechanics that you can do it and you can guarantee something to happen 
Um, and it doesn't matter if your if your stratagem says, "Well, I did deny it on a four up." Doesn't matter. You can't deny it. Um, that's really really strong. Um, I, I really like the wraith lords. Um, they do appear in my one of my later lists, so that's for sure. Um, I think they're really. I mean, even with just fists at three damage, are really good. But that gla that glaive is is fantastic. You can just chop the crap out of stuff. Um, they're so much better than they were. Um, the Wraith Construct ability just makes them so much better. Um, the minus one damage is is just so good. It, it's like Eldar Thick City. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I really dig good. it. Yeah. And guys, um, uh, I appreciate the, your passion in chat here, but when I said crawl space, I was literally referring to the space. <laughs> it wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> no one's putting any models anywhere they're not supposed to be. Um, literally just a place underneath my home. Uh, but JT, please continue. I defend my anus. Wow. I'm so glad I can't read chat. I'd be in tears laughing right now. Um, I love Baharoth, and Baharoth is actually in my same hand list to keep with that sort of speed kills motive. He's a really cool, really cool Phoenix Lord. I, I think you're right. Outside of Jane Zar, I think he's probably my favorite. I really just dig the whole Jane Zar versus Drazar thing. I mean, that's sure. I'm an Eldar fanboy. What can I say, right? No. Um, and I it, I think it's a really cool combination. I love the way Phoenix Lords are so strong now. They're just so much yeah. fun. I really, really mm -hmm. dig them. So, Danny, really, what is really it about that you really like and what makes him your favorite Phoenix Lord? Just the amount of different things that he can do in one turn. Uh, now, keep in mind, Phoenix Lords do get the, the keywords for their aspects, so they do give themselves obsec as well. So he's got a lot of really cool uh, uh, like objective denial potential. So Swooping Hawks in general, uh, instead of doing their normal battle focus move, they basically just get the read deep strike every single time that they after after they shoot. Um, so you can do some things with Baharath where you can like give him plus two to charge. Uh, and then, uh, like from a psychic power, and then you can shoot something, uh, re deep strike, and then charge a seven inch charge, um, and like, like anywhere on the table. And then he gets to do it again after he consolidates, unlike the normal Hawks. So you can basically just have him like fight something, maybe kill it, and then go back to your deployment zone if you want to, or wherever he needs to be. Um, or you can have him stay there because he's obsec and maybe steal like a backfield objective. So, it's really hard to screen out a 25 millimeter base. And uh, yeah, I think he's got just an absolute ton of play options. Mm, gross. Uh, yeah. Both amazing lists, both very flavorful to uh, Elfway and kind of what going. Danny, a little less so because he only has the one Farseer. Uh, and it's it's the psychic place. I mean, come on. I have a Seer Council, John. That's, I don't yeah, see any Warlocks in JP's yeah. list. I'm just saying. Terrible. Um, terrible, I, terrible. What do I say? Yeah, <laughs> very ashamed. Um, so next up, uh, Danny, what's our next craft world that we're we got? Sime Han, John. So we, we're looking we at do. bikers, we're looking at speed. Um, and, and Danny has an all wraith list to go with its flavorful it's red for army because it's got to <laughs> go fast. Okay, so we have JT's list first here. So, JT, take us through what you got. Um, I really leaned into the bikes and speed on this list. Um, I have a ton of Eldar painted in the same hand. Um, mind you, my swooping hawks, which show up in here, are actually in blue, so I don't know what to do about that. Maybe I repaint them. Maybe I don't. They're made of metal, so they're really old. Um, but I started with an Outrider um, and put an Autark Skyrunner and Baharoth in, in this list. Like I said, I, I, I agree with Danny. I think Baharoth is fantastic. I can do some really cool stuff. 
Um, but then I went with the double shining spears with six in each. Um, yeah, I know five is probably better to ignore blast, but I plan to be charging up the board as fast as I possibly can. So you're not going to get to shoot me very much. One of the um, exarchs has heart strike and one of the exarchs has lightning attack. So heart strike, if I remember right, gives him extra damage in combat. And then the lightning attack um, gives them a six inch consolidate, which means that one squad of Shining Spears can literally cover half of the board in a single turn. Um, and I've toyed with the idea of the new relics are really cool because you can give uh, Exarchs relics and there's a specific relic for um, Shining Spears that I think, yeah, I think it's the one that does mortal wounds in addition yeah. every time you hit. No, um, that's the, so, uh, so that's actually, that's the Exarch power. The relic is the one. That's the that, Exarch power. Yeah, the relic does mortal wounds on the charge. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so yeah, that's, you got it. that's pretty cool. Did I put it in there? No, no, I no. Have, oh, I, I don't remember. I don't know. But you it's easy to put in but there. Yeah. I mean, it's just command points. Yeah, that's it's then five wind riders with scatter lasers. Six shot scatter lasers, you kidding me? That's 30 shots from 36 inches away. Like, I don't care that it doesn't have any AP. Goodbye, Orb Boys. Goodbye, horde of anything. You got 30 devil gods, great. They're gone. Thanks. I mean, it's 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 really, really cool. And they can move a ridiculous distance. So I think that's kind of fun. And then I go to Vipers, which these because I have custom made vipers and I love them. Nice. Um, and they're triple bright lance, um, which is got some, I mean, we all familiar with lances. They do ridiculous damage. So there's some tank busting for sure. Swooping Hawks with suppressing fire. This is kind of neat just because suppressing fire. If you target a unit, you can choose that unit on a, I think it's a 3d6 roll over leadership that that unit cannot fire overwatch, cannot set to defend. So it can help protect your shining spears going into say charging, I don't know, a squad of acolytes with hand flamers or something. You can mm -hmm. basically shut them down so that they can't shoot at you with Overwatch. Three Warlock Skyrunners and five Shroud Runners. Shroud Runners are, are the new um, sniper on a bike, which I think are actually pretty cool and have some neat play to them. Um, their ability to do their, their pregame move is kind of key for a couple of missions. Uh, I think it's the first mission, actually, that if you don't hold a center objective, you don't gain a command point. So if you have no way to get up the board right away before the game starts, you're not gaining that first turn command point, which is kind of strong. Um, and then the three Warlock Skyrunners, um, which I guess they could probably upgrade to a Seer Council if I wanted to. Um, but again, um, Ruins of, uh, I think it's Ruins of Fate, Fateful Divergence gives you a command point every turn. So even though even though I'm running an Outrider and a Patrol, it doesn't really matter because I can always gain a command point just by casting a power with a warp charge of like five or something ridiculous. Um, fart Seer again with a spear, or two Fart Seer Skyrunners with spears. I mean, well, who else would you want riding with your Shining Spears but the guy who can doom and guide and all that wonderful stuff still? Ten Storm Guardians with a shield. And here's my fun one, ten Void Reavers with a blaster and a Wraith Cannon. 18-inch um, range on both those guns. Uh, Void Reavers are, they cannot be the only unit in the patrol. That's what the Storm Guardians are there for. Great objective campers with a shield. Mini transhumans. So we've all seen that, you know, auto cannons and, and uh, assault cannons aren't going to be able to wound them on twos. They're going to have to still wound them on threes, which is, is better than it would be otherwise. Um, and then the Void Reavers um, are just kind of cool models. I love the idea of Corsairs. And they've got two big guns, so if you get close, you can wreck them. And again, decan and support weapons. Um, I think these are great midfield control, can clear an objective, can bring some heavy-duty, high-strength shooting down. I toyed with the idea of going to the Shadow Weavers for the more shots, but I really think that the decanon at the price it's at right now, it's really hard to say no to it. Two of those is 130-some points. 
And, you know, that's actually, I think, less than a night spinner. Um, and I think it's easier to hide. It's a smaller footprint. And again, it doesn't require line of sight. So stick it in a building that's got no lower level locked. And, and you know, you, you basically have to be charged in order to get rid of them. And it's pretty scary. Or get hive guarded, which if they're shooting at those 65 point models, here comes 12 shining spears down your throat. So <laughs> it's a very aggressive, very fast list. Um, it's designed to get up the board quick and put pressure on your opponent quickly. Um, is it super competitive? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to break any any meta. Um, but I think against an average player who isn't ready for that kind of pressure early, I think it's going to give them fits. And that's that. Anytime you make your opponent make decisions, then you know they can make the wrong one. And I think that's really where the magic in this is. Yeah, Danny, thoughts on JT's uh, Sam Ham list? Yeah, I think it's got some really great assault units that are very quick. Uh, I like Braharoth. I think that's a great addition to this list. Um, I think the Altark Skyrunner is pretty pretty cool. Um, I really like the Void Reavers. I think that's actually a, a cool tech choice. Um, now, JT, would, do you think you would equip them as close combat, or do you think you would do shooting uh, shooting options on them? Um, you know what? I, I didn't really... I put the two guns in there. Um, yeah, they no do get the, the Power Sword. Yeah, they come with the cool Power Sword, also. man. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually tempted to leave them as that, um, but there sure. are the storm guardians to hold the back line. But again, it, it's it's cheap wounds is really what it is. They're actually cheaper without the guns, mind you, than guardians because the unit size can be actually five. So you can have really small units of of the 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 um, what is it the void not the void scarred the the void born right void reavers yeah yeah the troop choice. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the corsairs. I. I plan to field an entire Corsair army, actually. Um, I think that'd be I cool. love Eldar mm -hmm. Space Pirates. Yeah, it's probably not that super competitive, but boy, it'll be fun to play. Um, and that's really kind of where, where I'm at for the, the start of this Eldar season, because let's face it, there's no big tournaments yet. I don't have to break out the um, the BS ethereal garbage. <clears throat> Sorry, I said something stuck in my throat there. I got a Danny stuck in my throat there. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, but no, I... The first I, time I, Danny's uh, heard that. That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, what happens at Charity Hammer stays at Charity Hammer. So that's <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It better um, not work out. God, that would be uh, rough. Just like I really love that the <laughs> I really love that the Void Reavers are in there, or the the whole um, the, the whole idea of the Corsairs are back because I love yeah. them. Um, I love playing Corsair style lists fast. Uh, hit you from anywhere, um, and then just escape, and, and and it's fun to play that way. It's not necessarily always competitive, but it's really a ton of fun to play. So yeah. I, I really dig that, and I think they're a cool choice if you have the space to put them in. There's something your opponent might not expect. And just to uh, answer a couple of questions from chat about JT's list, um, so yes, the Shroud Runners do count as Rangers because that's for outcast units. Um, so they can complete the Ranger Secondary, so they are very good at that. Um, Baharoth doesn't get reroll charges though from Cyan Han because he doesn't have the craft world keyword, so he doesn't get the the abilities from Cyan Han. So, um, yeah, yeah. And then before we move on to your Cyan Han list here, Daddy, another question we have in the chat here: Someone has pre-ordered the Eldar Codex. What's your guys' thoughts on Banshees versus Scorpions? So, like Howling Banshees Ooh. versus Striking Scorpions, uh, two classic Eldari assault units. Uh, starting with UJT, what are your thoughts on the two units? Um, I, I have lots of both in metal, <laughs> so <laughs> I will be fielding both. Um, you know what? Karandras is pretty cool. His stat line is pretty solid. I, I'm kind of leaning toward Banshees um, right now simply because 
the shut off Overwatch, I think, is really good. Um, and I'm used to that with Cult of Strife. So uh, I kind of rely on that as a bit of a crutch. Um, mm. But the fact that right now Banshees, if they even if they multi-charge, they shut off Overwatch to everybody. So it's like if I get my Banshees close enough and I shut down your entire Tau gun line, good luck, right? I mean, okay, maybe you can shoot me in combat, but with a, I think it's going to be really hard to shift them. And I think Banshee's leading a charge. I take that over Striking Scorpions, even though the new Scorpion Chainswords are fantastic. They're mm-hmm. really strong. But I, I think that I think that that's what sways it for me, the fact that I can have the Banshees just run in and shut down a whole bunch of units really quick and really make my opponent's life difficult. Yeah. So, Danny, Danny what does what was what does striking scorpions bring to the table now? Uh, JT did a great yep. job explaining what howling banshees do. So, uh, what are the upsides of scorpions? Funny story. I'd probably take scorpions. So, and like uh, the reason I would take Content. scorpions, um, I I like the mortal wound generation that they do from their manda blasters. I think that's really solid. They are core, so they can benefit from doom. So, if you doom something before you charge it, yeah, like banshees will do a lot of damage to it, like with one damage. But there's a lot of invulnerable saves out there right now. Um, and Scorpions just being able to bypass that by potentially just fishing for sixes and rerolling as many wound dice as you want um, is pretty good. They're also strength five, which is a which is a nice which is a nice benefit over the Banshee strength four, especially against toughness five models uh, or toughness eight models. Um, also toughness uh, toughness five models. Now Banshees do get plus one to wound, so there's kind of maybe some some interplay there. Um, yeah, but I, I think both units are are, are great. Um, I just like the advanced deploy on the scorpions potentially is 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 also nice. Um, their ex their exarch for this well I don't know I was gonna say the exarch is better but he's probably probably not he's probably about the same. Um, uh, yeah, I think they're both really great units. I like and also three plus three plus armor save on the scorpions um, is pretty clutch, uh, especially if you're hanging out in terrain. Uh, making them a two plus is pretty good. Nice. Well, Danny, I think we've teased it out long enough here. Why don't we go over your fast little Sam Hine list? Okay. So JT and I have some similar units. Uh, we definitely have a lot of Shining Spears. JT has 12. I took 16. Um, uh, I also took like as many bikes as I could. Um, so I've got a little patrol. I've got my Autark with his jump generator and fusion gun, Banshee mask, all that stuff. Um, so I can use him to deny Overwatch if I really want to. Um, he's He's pretty fast. Uh, I've got a couple units of fire dragons that hang out in Falcons, uh, which is, which is cool. Cause you can basically just drop them and they come in and then they can, they can, they can roast something, which is great. Uh, fire dragons have a lot of utility. Um, I also took the Farseer Skyrunner with the Sunstorm bike. Um, so Sunstorm, it gives him obsec, uh, which is really good. Uh, uh, I've got a couple of Ranger squads from advanced deployed, maybe blocking off some of those scout moves that my opponent can do. If I really want to like, especially Tau and things like that, you really, really have to have kind of have that stuff right now um and then i've got a lot of wind riders i have 15 wind riders in this list now i didn't upgrade them with any guns because i didn't feel like i had to um i feel like they're they're okay uh just as they are uh they do get battle focus which is really cool so you can kind of like peek them um like around terrain shoot something with 18 inch now that shuriken catapults are 18 inches each squad puts out 20 shuriken catapult shots um uh, which is great uh, I, th- I, th- I think th- I think they're really, really good. And then I have a lot of Shining Spears. Shining Spears are good. Um, I chose two units of five with Star Lances. And these are kind of going to kind of be like my maybe second and third turn assaults if I want to. And then the big squad has uh, 
the expert lancers so I can really break something. That gives all the shiny spears plus one to hit on the turn that they charge. So they're hitting on twos, which is pretty nice. Um, and then finally, I have two units of three shroud runners. Um, so these are kind of, I can do actions with these guys. I can snipe stuff. Uh, like JT was talking about, they also just get a lot of shots. Like they get, like each one of those units puts out 18 shots and they're ballistic skill two plus. Um, so like they've got that going as well. And they're uh, like a, I think they're a two plus armor saving cover. Um, so they can kind of hang out and cover and, and maybe do some actions if I want or not, or they can just shoot stuff if I have to. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of options with this list. Um, it is definitely more melee, melee centric, um, than like the last list that we showed with Althway. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want to play this a bunch. It's kind of got kind of a lot of, uh, surgical precision, right? So I'm going to be removing units and then trying to hide as, as, as much as I can, uh, especially with things like the, like the Falcons and the fire dragons and things like that, just being able to come down and eliminate something, um, is pretty clutch. Mm -hmm. JT, what's your uh, take on Danny's SMN list here? Oh, I love the Falcon Fire Dragon combo. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think Eldar have some of the best classic. transports in the game. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, you know, I even like Fugan. I think he's pretty cool too. But that's he's expensive. But the Fire Dragons are are fantastic for the points you spend on them, and for dropping out in Falcons. I mean, it's 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 clutch. They can just nuke stuff, and I love that aspect of it. So many wind riders. Oh, dude, that was that's fantastic. That makes that, that makes my heart sing. I have so many of them at home. It's crazy. You went heavier on the shining spears. I, I can. I was tempted to as well, but I I love the vipers. Yeah, uh, I've got a little more standoffish with that, and and that's the difference I think between our two lists. Um, I agree. Uh, wind riders with just stock wind riders are fantastic, and and an eighteen inch range is absolutely brilliant. But to be able to do the same uh, battle focus from thirty six. Um, and shoot out, you know, 36 shots from the, from a big unit or 30 shots from a unit of five sure. um, is, I think, it fits in the list as well and, and plays a little bit more of that standoffish and stay back kind of game. Um, so it's, it, it's very similar yet very different. Um, you're much more precision focused with that list where my list really wants to rush you and really wants to press you, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, and it, it's it, the love thing I love about this codex is, and this is like first first okay let's go through this for a day or two here and see what we come up with man i've come up with so many more lists already like even when we're talking about it stuff is changing in my head um because it's a really well-written codex and it really really gives you a lot of different ways to play and i, I think it's i think games workshop's got a real winner on their hands man this is a really good book for sure um Take a quick break here for questions from the chat. Uh, Joel's asking us what units are bad in the Codex, because, guys, we're, we're loving on a lot of them here. Uh, Dan Salmon's here replied with Dark Reapers that maybe did suffer from being uber popular for the past couple of years. Uh, but, JT, Danny, what are your opinions and kind of what you've seen? What, what are some not-so-great units out of this book? Jeez. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think Dark Reapers aren't as good. Right, like I, I think, I think that, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I personally, all right. And uh, JT, I apologize for this. I don't really like Vipers very much. Um, I agree. Dark Reapers are pretty are not great right now. They're not in a good place. Um, but uh, like those are really the only units off the top of my head that I think are just like, and they're not even bad, right? Like they're not bad. They're just not like as good as some of the other choices. Maybe like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I love Vipers simply because I love the, the bike aspect that it's still yeah. a bike. It moves crazy fast. It has a big gun, but like, it's, it's still, it's not bad. No. Mm-hmm. And like JT, I think if you take, <laughs> uh, if you take Vipers in like the superior shurikens list and you give them shuriken cannons, like oh. they're deadly. There's a lot of shots for the amount of, for the amount of, uh, for the amount of points they cost. Um, so I was playing around with shuriken lists and, and superior shurikens, and then the uh, not grim resolve. There's the other one that any six to hit is an auto six to wound as well. Yeah. That, that, that's the one. one of that's the custom the, craft worlds, right? Yeah, oh. yeah. So you can give it three inch extra range, and you can make any six to hit count as a six to wound, which means it triggers your shuriken, right? So, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, and wow, spoiler alert, that's my that's my uh, that's my custom list. Like, that Matt, will be what a great it. segue, guys. Uh, as we move on <laughs> to the custom craft worlds here, um, starting of course here, uh, I'm assuming uh, happens inside, but with JT's custom craft world, uh, JT, take us through this. So I took um, Wrath of the Dead, which allows anything with a wraith construct keyword um, to heroically intervene, which means your wraith guard, your wraith lords, your wraith seer, which is technically I think it has the eldritch race wraith build right now, so it might be different. Um, but they can heroically intervene like characters. Um, I also have a Wraith Knight in this list because I just love the concept of a heroically intervening Wraith Knight. Like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're three inches away, are you? Hey, hello, here I come. Um, and that's what, what I built this around. Now, I was going to take the charging, the reroll charges, uh, custom craft world, because there's a lot of close combat elements in this. Um, but I actually went with superior shurikens. And the reason I did was that extra three inches, I think, can actually help this list more than the reroll charges. I have yeah. enough casters in here that I can get Ghost Walk off, which is the plus two to charge. So I'm not super worried about that. Um, and I've got Double Wave Serpent, um, again, with Star Engines to give them a three-inch extra move that are going to have five Wraith Guard with D-Scythes and then five Wraith Guard with the Swords. Um, I don't think the axe is worth its points as much anymore. It's only five per model. Yes, they get a big invuln save, but um, the fact that you get, I think it's five attacks per wraith um, with the swords, I think that's enough. And sure, they're only one damage, um, but there's so much minus one damage out there that a two damage axe just doesn't really appeal to me. I don't really need to worry about them staying in combat very long because they're going to chew through most stuff that I throw Mm -hmm. them at. So it starts with a battalion with two spirit seers to ride with the wraith squads and the, and the wave serpents, and then a far seer on foot, which I probably would give him Falchu's wing so that he can move twelve. Um, and now with Falchu's wing, if you fly over a unit, you actually do mortal wound, mortal wounds to it on a two up, I think as well, which is really cool for that relic. So yeah. you get the movement almost of a far seer on a bike without having to spend the extra thirty five points. Wraith guard with the flamers because they can shoot in combat. So if I actually manage to tie something up in combat, um, they can shoot it. And because they can heroically intervene, I should be able to get close enough to push through an opponent after moving my wave serpents like 17 inches up on the first turn. Um, (laughs) They should be able to just about hit anything. Um, The Wraith Lord with a glaive and two shuriken cannons. Again, uh, longer range for the shuriken cannon, so he doesn't necessarily have to shoot what he's charging. And he has the two shuriken... uh, the two regular shuriken guns instead of the flamers, which is still plus three inches. So 21 inches and 27 inches he's shooting at. Um, a wraith seer with a shuriken cannon and then a war walker with two shuriken cannons as well. Again, um, shuriken range so that I can stand off with the elements that I want to stand off with and I can close with the elements I want to close with. Double wave serpent star engines again. So they're super quick, 
And then the super heavy Wraith Knight. Now, at 450 points, he's a third of the list or a quarter of the list. Um, it actually, the cool new setup now, you can have the Wraith Cannon and you can have the actual sword. So you can replace your scatter shield with a gun. And I thought that was really cool. So I did oh, it. Cool. Um, you don't <laughs> have to, but I thought I wanted to. So I did. Um, and gave him two shuriken cannons because why not? Because I've got extra range of my shuriken so he could threaten and press. Now, in play, I actually think three Wraith Lords or Wraith Lords and Wraith Seers in combination are better than the Wraith Knight, mm -hmm. but I haven't been able to play a Wraith Knight for almost two editions and I want to play him again. So that's literally why it's in the list. It's way too many points. It's still ridiculously strong. It's super good. I think the Avatar actually rivals it for killing power um, and is half the points almost. But I really love Wraith Knights, and I think they're cool, and I want to play them. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's yeah, my thing. Danny. Danny, what are your thoughts on uh, Custom Craft World uh, Bone Daddy Ghosts? Interesting. I, I haven't seen a build like this yet. Uh, i definitely like to see it on the table. I'm interested to see how good Wraith stuff is. Um, uh, like, Because I love that stuff. That's like, mm -hmm. those are my favorite Eldar models. So Now, something you mentioned on when we did our Codex review or kind of this book was you felt that the Wraith units were a little over-costed for, for what they were. I, I, I like, I, 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 that's my, that's my gut reaction. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's true or not, though. Like, I'd have to, I'd want to put them on the table and really make sure that that's that, like, that that's the case. Two hundred points is a lot for five models, mm -hmm. but they are very good yeah, it's models. Fifteen like, wounds. Don't get me wrong. Fifteen wounds, toughness six, I think. The toughness six, yeah. And minus and minus one damage, mm -hmm. and they're core. They are so yeah. they can be protected. They can sure. be guided. They can be all sorts of things. If they um, had some kind of really vulnerable save built in, I think maybe I'd be more like I consider them a little bit more. But I, I hear you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, Dead Thomas quite rightly points out here real quick that you can shoot Wraith guns into combat because now they have the blast keyword. The the D sites specifically the you can't shoot into combat. The Wraith cannons you can. Yeah. Yeah, the Wraith cannons you can. Yeah. yeah, one of them has blast, one of them doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Actually, did I see blast on the flamers? Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's my mistake. Still, um, the ability to shoot them in combat with heroically intervening an entire unit. I mean, even if it's cannons, that's it, cannons cost you another twenty-five points. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm toe to toe with your rhino, your repulsor, your whatever the heck it is, <laughs> and it's gonna die now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> your yeah. storm surge. Um, right. Some more questions from the chat for you guys here uh, before we go into your list here, Danny. Um, uh, Get cracking here on YouTube seems to be saying that uh, Storm Guardians, uh, not quite sure what their role is now in the new book and with their oh. new rules. Uh, Danny, kind of what is your take here on the Storm Guardians in this book? Objective holders. Like, it, <laughs> just think about them like this. Like, they're, they're, they're I think they're cheerleaders. Like, they're not going to go out and try and take stuff from your opponent. Even if you load them up in a wave serpent and that kind of stuff, like with fusion guns or something like that they're still not it's it's i mean they have like literally an imperial melta gun like it's not the same as the fire dragons fusion gun so like i don't think they're good at that but like consider this right they're four up armor save now they have with the serpent scale shield they're they're five up invul and they're like the mini transhuman so you stick them in cover now they're a three up save like they're they're kind of durable like like they're not bad at just sticking around mm -hmm. and JT, yeah i, think I mean even a top of three 
Yeah. Yeah. Even in toughness three, you know, hitting the fact that you, you still have to, the minimum you're going to win them on is threes, unless you're throwing heavy duty stuff at them and they still get a five up and vulnerable save. Um, 10 bodies that can just camp out on an objective or lock out um, your ability for your opponent to deep strike. I think yep. it's fantastic. I think they're, that's exactly what they for. For a hundred points, they basically camp your back line and keep your opponent from coming in to take you out. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then last one here from the chat for just now. Uh, Dire Avengers seem pretty nasty. Uh, what do you oh. guys think of Dire Avengers in this book? Yeah, let's talk about my list, John. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about <laughs> your list then, and then we'll talk about Dire Avengers. All right. So I do have a slight typo. Uh, I don't have superior shurikens in this list. It's a hail of doom. My mistake. Um, so hail of doom is the uh, sixes to hit auto wound um, with shuriken weapons at AP. Like they get the shuriken keyword. So they're AP minus three or sorry, an extra AP minus two on top of what they already are. So this list has, uh, this is actually, I think kind of close to the competitive list. I, 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 I think is really good. Like this kind of just can leaf blower some armies right off the table. Um, so you have uh, three by ten dire avengers with uh, twin catapult exarchs, uh, Azerman, a farseer with the uh, objective secured bike, uh, fire fire dragons with blazing fury. So that gives them plus four inches on their range to just make them even more cagey because I only have the one unit of them. Uh, I have two wraith lords with double shuriken cannons and and ghost glaives. Again, uh, amazing unit. I've got ten banshees with mirror swords and piercing strike, uh, which gives plus one damage to the exarch's weapon. So the exarch gets to throw out ten attacks. Um, at strength four with plus one to wounds um, and uh, two damage. <laughs> so that's pretty good. I heard that was good. I don't know. Uh, then I've got a falcon with double shuriken cannons, and I've got four wave serpents with tr- triple shuriken cannons, more or less. Um, so this list like is all about just pumping the shots into people and see how many sixes you can roll. <laughs> like, uh, just consider the Dire Avengers, right? Like each unit puts out 33 shots, um, that hit on threes, um, and I can guide them or I can doom the target. And so mobile fighters is the other half of this. So whenever somebody disembarks from a transport, they get plus one to wound. So not only are they auto wounding at AP minus four, um, on sixes to hit, they're also potentially getting sixes to wound with rerolls from doom. Um, and they get plus one to wound on the turn they get out of their transports. So these guys are throwing out 33 shots like that can like i mean they think they do like against a toughness seven or less target i i think uh, like that as a normal three up armor save i think they do something stupid like like 10 wounds or something like that per squad so like you they can even kill a, they can even kill like tanks <laughs> um and that's against something More that they're not wounding on threes or not wounding on fours and then get plus one to wound like gross um Ew. The Banshees, like, uh, they don't get plus one to wound uh, on because they already get plus one to wound. So that's like kind of a moot thing on them. But it does give me kind of a counter assault unit that I can kind of hide in the Wave Serpent. And then the Wave Serpents are all just gunboats. They fly around. They shoot you with all of their, their Shuriken. Um, they get nine Shuriken shots each that are two damage. Um, and then the Falcons get also six shots of that. And they have a Pulse Laser. So the Pulse Laser is uh, Strength 9 minus 3, Damage D3 plus 3. Uh, with two shots so that's an, that's more anti-tank that this this potentially has so and then the wraith lords are a great backup unit like they're gonna be taking the mid table they've got two shuriken catapults each plus two shuriken cannons so they're also doing a bunch of damage with this trait like it just it all just kind of works together 
You like it just it just works. JT, just what's works. your uh, take on this try hard list that Danny made up here? <laughs> um, honestly, I might have to go change my pants. I should have worn the white shorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, holy crap! Uh, this this is such it's such a cool list. Um, what I love about it is, and not only to okay, so I'm going to pat myself on the back. I built almost this list um, sitting down this afternoon after I sent you guys this stuff off, and I went, I wonder if I put a sermon and Dire Avengers and started playing around with it. And I got to tell you, um, I think Dire Avengers are going to be really, really good. Um, I think people, you're going to see a lot of them on the table um, simply because of of the list that that Danny's put together here. This kind of thing. They're super strong. A sermon is really good. Um, he's got what first of the Phoenix Lords or something. So he actually has a three up invulnerable save. Three up invulnerable. We all know, we all know how rare that is. So <laughs> suddenly he's got. I mean, he's custode level of power. So that alone means he's got to be good at least with a seventy five percent win rate. So that's important. <laughs> um, but that said. Um, you know, I love the fact that Shuriken with plus one to wound the moment you get out of a transport and there's no reason you can't hop back in and move again and do it again yep. um, and just cycle through with four wave serpents and two falcons. You can just cycle units through and constantly be be harassing and pounding an opponent, even if their toughness five, six, seven doesn't matter. Um, you're still going to be wounding at a, at a pretty respectable rate and it's going to put so much pressure on people that. Again, um, from range too, because Dire Avengers are what eighteen inch range or twenty four inch range. They're eighteen inch range, yeah. They're eighteen, so there's, but still, that's a foot and a half away. You don't even have to risk getting close enough to get charged. Well, um, it's, and you it's can get nuts. out right. You can get out JT, shoot them at eighteen, and then back up D six. Exactly, you can get out, shoot them, and then you know jump behind your wave serpent so that it's in your way now, right? Like yeah. it's like. This stuff is so cool. <laughs> and, so, and, and another thing um, about this list too is if they blow up the wave serpent, right? And you lose like one or maybe two dire avengers, which is probably statistically average for like for when you lose a vehicle like that. Now they got a two CP stratagem where they get to shoot twice. Yeah. And they get better <laughs> when they lose models, don't they? Dire Avengers? What's that? They get angrier. Don't dire avengers yeah, get angrier, they get angrier when they when lose you, a model? When you, when, you, when, you, when you lose one. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm waiting to see how many people actually feel Dire Avenger models and not just guardians with <laughs> fins on their heads because <laughs> yeah. I think they're actually that good I think they're actually potentially that good yeah they move to elites but a sermon takes that back um, and puts them into obsec and with him between a couple of units I think they're going to just dominate dominate mm -hmm. some short range mid range shooting um, you thought Tau shot a lot just wait. Dire Avenger spam is going to yeah. shoot oh <laughs> I, I don't my raiders are going to just explode <laughs> coming soon to a 3d printing site near you space elf heads <laughs> with fe uh, peacock feathered hats uh, and nothing else that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's been it. And thanks did much. we describe that uh one of our friends asked us the difference between like dire avengers and guardians and didn't i call them like murder peacocks <laughs> I think it was like how I referred to Dire Avengers. That's pretty good. I haven't heard that before. It's pretty good. Yeah. Murder peacocks. That's good. Like amazing. That. <laughs> Guys, uh, six amazing Eldari lists. Uh, we're all winners because we're going to have to be dealing with this book for a while. Uh, Dan Simons, thank you so much for pointing out. Yeah, the, the flamers were changed to blast to stop oppressive things like what JT was trying to do uh, from happening. JT. Uh, even if it makes me a little, little sad. The, the, they're blast now instead of flamers. Um, but the, the Altari book 
is is really really good there's, there's a bunch of great combos there's not a ton of like really bad units there's just better choices and slots and, and really the game is is at its best uh when you don't have bad units you just have better choices yep yep amazing cool makes sense cool yeah well, guys Love jt it. plug your stuff before we send you away uh back to the 1960s <laughs> back to where models were made out of lead um, um I, of course you can, you can catch me on playing tabletop i'm on uh, i'm on a bit of a hiatus right now while i'm working through some uh medical issues but uh nothing major nothing bad just need to take some time away and focus on that uh but i'll be back don't worry about that uh you can always catch me up to date on at instagram jt custom paintworks spelt with k's because k's are cool um, it's a silver skull. You can't miss it. It looks very eighties retro, so you'll love it. Um, it looks much like the bedroom that I'm sitting in right now where, uh, I've got the epic wood paneling and uh, it actually smells like it looks like I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's the, you can smell this room. You really can. Oh, <laughs> amazing. And everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much guys, Danny. Great lists. Uh, JT, great lists. Again, the Eldari Codex available for pre-order now. Uh, Danny and I will be back next week with more fun. Uh, probably some bad jokes. Uh, and uh, really our little show about nothing. <laughs> so from Danny, JT, myself, uh, we will see you Monday.